to me, it was the right fit, you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is, this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. We play in New Jersey, man, so there's going to be some chippiness, there's going to be some griminess, but we're leaving it within the line, and I'll take a team like that. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and I am coming to you from Indianapolis, the site of the NFL Scouting Combine. And things have kicked off. We had interviews with Joe Shane and Brian Dable, amongst other GMs and head coaches around the league. Things with the prospects will kick off on Wednesday with the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. Then on Thursday, you'll have the offensive linemen and the running backs. And then on Friday, you'll have the defensive line and the linebackers. Saturday will be the defensive backs. So we're going to try some fun this week. We have interviews lined up from various outlets, bring as many voices to the show. Uh, we'll likely have uh, Jordan Reed from ESPN. Uh, he's someone who I've gotten to know the last couple of years. Is outstanding uh, in terms of giving a great scope of where the draft falls. Uh, we'll have other guests on as warranted. But today I wanted to do this quick show to get you sound from Shane and Dable. You want to hear what they had to say? We're going to tell you what they had to say. And what better way than to provide some audio here? So we'll get to that in a second. Just wanted to give a sense. Got into town yesterday, spent last night kind of working the rooms, if you will, in the various hotel lobbies, trying to figure out what the vibe is regarding the Giants right now. They spent the last couple months being a laughing stock in the NFL. And the sense I get is that there is a swell of optimism going on right now stemming from the way Joe Shane and Brian Dable are expected to work together that's inside the building but also I found it more fascinating outside the building the respect that not only Dable has by what he's done in his coaching career but I definitely got the sense that Joe Shane has earned his stripes in this league he has a lot of respect I had one agent tell me unsolicited when he found out that I cover the Giants Joe's that dude and I can tell you that I had never been told that about Dave Gettleman as a general manager uh, with the Giants. But I do think that there is a lot of respect for Shane really across the board from players and agents, but also coaches and other personnel executives. So he begins a big task of rebuilding the Giants. But I think... So far, he's checked all the boxes in terms of someone who people expect to be able to get the job done. Now, obviously, a lot of work to do, but we'll see where the Giants go from here and what they're able to start building here in Indy. So, without further ado, let's get to what we heard from Joe Shane and Brian Dable. Brad is the guy who you get the most cap really from is probably the best player maybe on the job. Like, how do you how do you balance that? 
Yeah, it's going to be hard. We're, we're looking at the entire roster, but the reality of the situation is we have to get under the cap. We're over the cap right now. So, again, I, I spoke about it up there, just the contingency plans. Literally, we have A, B, C, D, E, and you just got to wait for the first shoe to fall before you, you know, make the next decision. So, um, it's a great time to be here. I'm excited that the Combine is everybody's back in person. Obviously, it's great that you guys are here as well. Um, but to get around the agents of our players and have face-to-face conversations, um, you know, be able to meet with other general managers and really get a beat for kind of what the offseason is going to look like. So, again, I haven't been here 24 hours, so I haven't got a chance to talk to too many people, but I'm looking forward to, you know, accomplishing a lot this week. Is, to the, a, first, is the first shoot of full, like, the first move you guys make or, like, moves around the league, like – I don't know, this guy, this team released corner X, so that's our contingency plan. Yeah, there's some conversations that need to be had. I'll just, I'll, I'll say that. Like, with are they in-house contingency? In-house, uh, in-house uh, contingency and somehow, yeah, both. So I didn't really answer that, but it's, again, we've, we've got some, again, a, you know, we've got a detailed plan when we come here, and over the next 24 hours, you know, we'll, we'll start you know, so, moving based on conversations so here. How much of a challenge is it? to improve the roster when you have, you have to make these tough decisions and get rid of players that are good and you also need to replace them obviously so like how much of that that is the yeah, challenge yeah that's the that's that, the big that question the so how do you get under the cap and you still stay competitive this year which yeah. i've said that's my you know again we, we want to see progress next year but we also want to be a competitive team but you also have to you know keep the future in mind so you have the draft capital uh you, you have the cap situation that you're currently in it is what it is you got to figure it out but can you also be active in free agency like how can you how can you do that you know again there's a lot of contingency plans and some of it's out of our control and you know again we'll we still got two weeks you know we got two weeks from tomorrow to to try to figure all this out and um you know again this is a big week for us and i'm looking forward to you know meeting with some of the agents of our current players and you know as well some of the general managers around the league you're gonna meet with them personally yeah 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 some of them i will or kevin and ed kevin uh Abrams and Ed Triggs are, are meeting with some of and our guys. And you threw out well. the forty million number, right? You, where, what, could you take us behind, like what your thinking is behind that? Like, what do you do? You want to have like get to a certain point, or make sure you well, have a certain amount left for the between season? where we are now, what it's going to cost to sign our, our draft class. Um, you know, the cost of uh, the practice squads going up this year because the veterans can make more money, mm-hmm. um, and then you got replacement costs, not just for injuries, but if you did want to make a move near the trade deadline or. You know, you want to leave yourself some room for that. So when you start adding all that up, you know, that's where you get roughly around $40 million. Does that give you enough to do something in free agency or just... That would. That would. Yeah, and if we opened up more, then that would give us a little bit more flexibility. So, so are, are you willing... I know you said you don't like kicking the can down the road or whatever. Are you no. willing to restructure contracts or is that some, not something you're going to... As a last resort, yeah. you know, I would rather not um, if we don't have to. Because again, eventually you have to, you know, you got to pay the piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, early on, I would rather not. Again, I ultimately I'd like to build it through the draft, and then we're rewarding our own. You know, again, I think just free agency. It's a little bit of unknown commodity sometimes when you're signing somebody from outside the building, and again, you don't know their injury history, you don't know how they learn, you don't know what they do off the field, you don't know about. You know, you just you can't go ask those questions to a competitor because they may try to be you know signing them back as well. So you can't necessarily do all the research you need to do. And I think again, draft wise, we get to spend. You know, a bunch of time with these kids, and you know, get medicals on them, talk to their coaches, and you know, those are the you know easier decisions to make because you know exactly what you're getting for the most part. Joe, the, the Brian Flores lawsuit obviously challenges your integrity, the organization's integrity. It's kind of starting off on a hot foot, being accused of something that, like that. If, can you respond to those allegations? Yeah, you know the the team put out a uh, statement. I think it was on February fourth. I'd, I'd I'd refer to that. You know, again, we, we interviewed six qualified candidates that were diverse, and at the end of the day, you know, we thought Brian, Brian Abel was the best candidate for our situation. What do you say to the idea that you guys already had someone hired before? 
Again, I would refer to the, the statement from the team. I'm not gonna. It's an ongoing situation, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. You mentioned uh, Kevin and Ed. I, mean, I know they were kind of appointment on negotiations, creating the best. Is that gonna be remain the case? Are you gonna take more of an active role? Yeah, I'll be there with them. So I, I met with them this morning. We went over kind of the plan, you know, how we're going to approach things. You know, did, we did it before we came here. We circled up again this morning to make sure we were on the same page. And, you know, we'll, we'll meet nightly, just kind of an update on, you know, information we've gathered. So I mean, more to like March 16th or whatever the day is when you guys start making calls and stuff. And like Kevin will be the guy handling negotiations. It'll be the, the three of us. Yeah, it'll be the three of us. How will you delegate to Brandon Brown? What will his responsibilities be specifically here and then just in yep. He's going to get exposure to the salary cap. He's going to get exposure to the negotiations. He may not do the negotiations year one, but he'll be involved and see how we go about it. And then he'll also be over the pro department, college department, you know, really you know, driving the uh, personnel uh, departments. Sure. Well, it was the right guy. Yeah. Oh, he's got a tremendous relationship around the league. I interviewed him in 2014 when I was in Miami for a scouting assistant job. So I've followed him for a long time. Uh, very smart. One of my dear friends works with him, Max Gruder, um, spoke very highly of him. And then the fact that he's done pro in college and I've observed him on the road, um, you know, in, in film rooms at schools, I've seen him at games and he's got an impeccable reputation around the league and he's done a, he's done a phenomenal job for me since I've been here and it's been a really good resource for me. How similar is his job description to what your job description was in Buffalo? Yeah. I would like to map it out to be exactly the same. Brandon um, Bean prepared me for this job, and I would like to do the same thing for Brandon Brown. So Brandon used to say, "Hey, if I get hit by a, a car tomorrow, you got to be a, you got to be able to take over." And Brandon Brown is going to be in the same boat. If if I get hit by a bus out here crossing the street, you know, Brandon Brown's going to be able to take over, and he's going to be part of negotiations, pro department, college department, anything we do across the football operations, strength training, everything. He's going to be a part of that. That's not part of the plan, though, as far as you. Walking in the middle of the God, street. I hope not. I try. I tried it with Bean a couple times, pushing him out there, but he, <laughs> he, he, he would never go. But uh, yeah, I tried a couple times. Like quick, a lot of quick, quickest way to be, yeah, quickest way to be a gym was getting him, uh, <laughs> or get him to run after practice. So. How is that as a coach? Do you, how nimble do you have to be? Kind of be ready for whatever might happen. I'd say being in the league for twenty plus years, you hear that often. I, nothing surprises you. You know, there's. There's things that happen in the offseason where, you know, as a position coach and a coordinator, now obviously a head coach, that uh, you have to learn how to deal with. Um, and if there's a decision that needs to be made, which there's, there's always tough decisions that need to be made in the offseason based on salary cap or decision making, whatever that may be, uh, you know, whoever, whoever we have, you know, we'll be excited to have. And, um, you know, we're, we're a ways away from that. I know it's going to start here pretty soon, but. Um, you know, look forward to working with these guys. What was, your general, of, what was your general view of the, the roster when you did go through? Um, there's some guys to, to work with. There's, again, I'd say when you evaluate the players, um, when you're new, right, which I'm new, it's a lot easier to evaluate them when you've been around them, right? You know them as people. You're in the meeting room with them. You know how they learn. You know how they act on the field. You know what their responsibilities, how they are instinctive or not instinctive. So really this evaluation was, you know, he's got good short space quickness. He's got good long speed. He does a good job of coming back to the ball. He engages well. He gets off on the ball. He sheds. Um, so now you have all these pieces. And then you have pieces that, you know, you need to upgrade, whatever it may be. Or you don't have a piece like Joe was talking about. We don't have very many offensive linemen. So, if any of you guys want to try out, just let me know. Um, <laughs> Not quite big enough. 
So that's that's where we're at right now with that. Um, and now our job is to, once we get them in, is figure out what they do well in our system, which is the most important. Even but, though you know that tough decisions have to be made to get under the cap, yeah. um, how cognizant do you have to be of the fact that it's, it's a big year for Daniel Jones and his evaluation, and I assume you want to keep some good players around him to like a Saquon or a top receiver or whoever to help him out. Yeah, you know, the thing with, with Daniel, I think that, again, you could get caught up. It's tough not to about, hey, it's the final year. Are they going to give him this? It's, it's just go out there and, you know, our job is to put a system in place for him, let him play free, and keep as many good guys around him as we can that he trusts and feels comfortable with throwing the ball to, uh, protecting him. It's not just it's not just DJ, right? It's it's the whole offense. Obviously, the quarterback is the spot that gets looked at the most, rightfully so. Um, but ten other guys around him have to be doing their job at a high level, detail with their assignments, understand what the expectations are. That's what we're going to try to provide for him. Brian, how closely are you scouting the quarterbacks in this draft? Are you going to meet with all of them? Yeah, we're gonna. We're again. We just started here, so it's. Uh, oh, forgive me. Yeah, we're. Uh, we've met with a few, already. Um, we're gonna. We'll, we'll keep a close eye on them like we do every year. Um, I haven't done a ton of work on these guys yet, but but I'm gonna. Yeah. Do you do you um, um, if Daniel has to play this year on the last year of his contract? You know, we know quarterbacks are a little bit of a different animal. Is that I don't say unfair, but is that another layer that he has to overcome? I really don't think of it that way. Uh, I just think he's got to – I'm just getting to meet him now. Right. right? Like all the guys, they've they've been in, some of them have been working out. I'm just getting to meet them a little bit, find out what makes them tick. Um, And, again, it's a boring boring answer, but just take it day by day. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, anybody. Uh, Let's just do the things we can do for this day to be better for the next day. And that's how we're going to try to approach it, you know, within our organization from up here on out. What, uh, what, what's been your early impression of uh, Kadarius Tony? even just watching film on him? And, like, what, what kind of, he's a guy that can do a lot of things up. So kind of, kind yeah, of- fun, guy, fun guy to watch. Uh, quickness, speed, uh, playmaking ability. He was a guy that we looked at when I was at Buffalo coming out of Florida. He made some really wild plays. Um, you know, he sings, sends me a couple of his songs every now and then <laughs> so I can give him an evaluation on those, too. Have you met him in person? In person, I have. I've, I've met him on FaceTime. Uh, so FaceTime is like in-person meeting to me. Um, you talk to everyone yeah. on FaceTime, don't I, you? I do, I do. That's your thing? Yeah, I do. Hey, Brian, Except my wife, she gets annoyed. I talk to her on FaceTime, but I don't know if she wants to answer. Hey, Brian, with with Kadarius, you brought it up, like, with the, you know, the, the rapping side. Do you, do you mind that with the player when they, you know, have that sort of second career type deal? No. No. I mean, Cole Beasley has it, too. You know, so... Look, as long as they're dedicated to, to coming in the building, working hard, being the best version of themselves, um, learning what we need to do, be a pro, you know, I think it's important to show confidence in your players and you know, respect what they do. They're, they're, they're grown men and grown women that I work with. So um, our whole goal is to do what we can do to help the Giants be successful. When you got to Buffalo four years ago, it was a team with a rookie quarterback and a team that was kind of trying to find its way. Yeah. Now you leave Buffalo, you guys uh, – won the division two years in a row, won the elite team, which is what do you make of what you guys built there the last four years? Yeah, I, th- I mean, look, it's it's taken, uh, it takes time to build it, you know, the right way in this business. Um, you know, we took a quarterback, traded up for him out of Wyoming that, you know, a lot of question marks about the person um, in terms of what he did or what he didn't do and uh, just put his head down. He went to work. We improved each year. We put pieces around him. Um, we developed as a team. We had a good defense. Good, I mean, 
got a lot of respect for for the Bills organization and how they did things. It was. Uh, well, it was impressive the way they built it each year. And then obviously, you know, you said this is a head coaching opportunity. So, but was it hard to, to leave Josh Allen knowing what a special player he is? Yeah, there's a special place in my heart for Josh. He's like another one of my kids. Uh, love him to death. Wish him all the best of luck. But uh, this is 25 years of trying to get to a spot that you know, never know if you're going to get to. Brian, on, on Kadarius, there are, sure. there are concerns about his commitment, work ethic. So what happens if a player, there are questions like that? Well, I think dive deeper into. I think you get to know people first, and I don't think I think when you take over a new job, and I hope that would be the case for for any of us. You get you get a clean slate, you know, and you're working with different people. And look, I got a lot of respect for the people that that I work with in the situation that I'm in right now. Um, you know, everybody's new. Everybody's we're we're all starting from scratch here, and we're going to do this thing together. And you know, there'll be certain expectations uh, for the people in our building. One being a pro, you know, doing it. There's, you could give me a thousand definitions of what it means to be a pro. Um, being on time, working hard, all the things that we talk about. Uh, but all these players and, and all the new coaches, including myself, it's a clean slate. We got a lot to work on. I've told you this before. Uh, it's a day by day process. There's, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but we're going to be committed to the cause to doing the best we can. I know it's Brian, kind of a broad question, but do you have like a discipline policy? Is it case by case? If a guy gets in trouble off the field and zero tolerance, like how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, we'll have we'll have a discipline. I, I don't want to get into it right now, but I understand the question. I mean, we'll, look, there'll be rules and regulations, and but we expect people to be a pro that, that are in our building and, and do things the right way. Brian, you said something before that no Giants head coach has really ever said, which is men, men and women yeah. as part of the, yeah. the process. What, uh, how important was it for you to, to bring in uh, some of the women that you have? Yeah, well, I'll just start with L.Y. I've, I've said this about her before. She's a rock star. Um, She's done this for 18 years. So I'd say we have a, a staff, really when we sat down and hired the staff, we have a lot of experience in terms of NFL years and, and in coaching years, but you know, LY's done a lot of roles in her 18 years. Um, and she's been instrumental for me these, this first three and a half weeks. Um, she's she's really she's been with the coaches, she's been with the administration, she's done a lot of things, she's been with the trainers, she's, she's done a lot of things. She has her hands kind of all over this thing as we started, because there's a lot of work that needs to be done and Bake, uh, Angela Baker, um, she was out of Redlands, um, did, a, did an interview with her over Zoom, just a very impressive articulate. She was a, a former player, played at six or seven years as a slot receiver, um, very knowledgeable, um, thought she'd be a, a great addition to our staff. Can you describe what Cade Knox's role is going to entail and like how much are you going to lean on analytics, like fourth down, when to go for it, yeah. that type of thing? Yeah, well, I come from Buffalo, which we used. I'd say we use that heavily. Um, it's not. It's a. It's a part of the process, right? It's a tool to use. Um, he was a Harvard graduate. He played quarterback. Moved to receiver. Uh, was working in the analytics room. I'd say we have a number of people back there that are highly, highly intelligent in that area, which was there before me. Uh, and I sat down and talked with uh, a variety of them. Um, you know, Kate played again. Played quarterback. Played receiver. Very, very smart. Um, so he's going to be, he'll be up in the box during the game. He'll be in um, Yeah, he'll have the headset on. And look, you, you do a lot of planning. It's not just on the, the spur of the moment, right? So 
you know what we did at Buffalo is what we'll do similar here. We had Friday meetings and Thursday meetings of you know a lot of different situations and scenarios that come up because you never know when they're going to come up and you got to make split second decisions and it's always good to have a, a voice that's you know there with you in the heat of the process when when you're doing some other things too. So um, he was an impressive young man. Will that be some time management stuff also? I mean, is, is that kind of yeah, stuff we'll, also? we'll have we'll have a we'll have a, a couple guys up there. Um, you know that work in the analytics room. Again, it's a, it's a it's a tool to use. Is it the is it the end all be all? No, but I think there are you know, definite advantages if you're open minded to things that come up throughout a game. Um, that can give you an advantage of a game. That's what we're all about: is competitive advantage. I guess um, you're open. Okay. You're open minded. Try to be. Yeah. 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 Don't ask my wife that. Though. Yeah. We'll take three more. To help you build this offense, and how do you guys milk the two systems that you come from? Mike? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've got. Um, well, I'd say, again, that, that was another. <clears throat> didn't have a lot of familiarity with Mike. I've, I've known him just from being around the combine or seen each other before a game. Uh, former player at Northwestern, another really good school, intelligent, good communicator, did a really good job in the, in the first interview, then we brought him in. Um, Really fundamentally sound with the quarterback, understands the offensive game. Um, obviously, the results at Kansas City speak for themselves, and I think he was instrumental in that. Um, just very impressed with him, and I think that's what you're trying to do when you're trying to hire staff too, is you know help your blind spots. So, just because you know, we had a playbook at, at Buffalo, it's not like necessarily going to be the same playbook that we have here or Kansas City. I think that there's a lot of things that we can all learn from one another. And our job is going to be able to find the best fit for, for the New York Giants and for our players. Brian, on the Flores lawsuit, I know it's an ongoing legal situation, but just personally, has it been di- difficult or awkward for you to be part of accusations like that? I mean, they're impugning your integrity, the organization's integrity. Like, how have you personally reacted to it? Yeah, I just, I'd just i say what I said up there. It's, a, it's an ongoing lawsuit. I, I understand the question, but I'll leave it at that. Have you... Have you uh, Go ahead, Zach. Have you oh. spoken to a Joe Judge at all? Has, has he reached out to you or anything? Um, not, not, not lately. Yeah. Um, not lately. Okay. Thanks, Dave. You guys good? Yep. Yeah. Any more questions? All right, D. <laughs> <laughs> They're all right. They've been here working their ass off. What are you doing for um, – this is sort of more of a logistics thing than, than a – on the record thing, what are you doing for training camp? Do you have any any plans for uh, joint practices or, or anything like that? One day at a time. When's your flight? When's your flight leave for London? <laughs> <laughs> One day at a time. <laughs> Brian, I have enough people in for you. How long? Did oh, you I'm, we're done. I don't think you're ever comfortable. You got too much respect for the game. You know, it's you're always thinking about situations and things that come up, and opponents and what they're going to do. And the minute I think you you know you feel that you got to figure it out minute that you don't um, so you're always trying to get a competitive advantage and you know whether it's still play from a high school game down the road or college or be one step ahead of the guy you're calling it against I think those are very fluid situations but it's uh it's not an easy job yeah, well, I got one more with Kafka um yeah you say his name Mike Kafka okay go ahead <laughs> no Kafka 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 okay. Kafka yeah that's the Midwest yeah yeah um Mike, because you're an offense, you know, you've been a quarterback yeah. guy and did call plays. And yeah. so when you interview with him, yeah. is it a kind of a different synergy where you're really trying to figure out, you know, is he the right guy for me? Am I the right guy for him? Because that's your baby in a lot of ways. Uh, no, because you're just trying to figure out, you know, 
who the right coaches to bring on the staff are. Obviously, you you have some familiarity with what you want to do, but I think it's important to find out what what they're going to bring to the table. Um, and he's you know he's been he was really impressive. I'll say that. Brandon Brown said along the lines of what you said that he's getting worried over there. When you feel <laughs> when you feel like. Uh, the rest of the league has kind of caught up or has at least gotten to the point you guys were already behind. The, the idea of always pushing the envelope, always trying to be aggressive. Is that kind of what you're talking about in terms of the offensive scheme, the idea that if you keep it the same sooner or later, people are going to figure it out? Yeah, I think you do. I mean, look, when you're together, again, I told this to the offensive staff the other day when we started, you know, with a guy like Shea and Bobby who, who came from Buffalo. Like, make sure you hold me accountable too because we're not in year five now. Like, even though we were together for five, four years and now this isn't our fifth year, we're not with Josh and we're not with the same coaches. So there's there's things we can draw from. But I'll get impatient at times. We want to push the envelope and let's make sure we got this motion and this and do that. We got we to kind of, what do you say, crawl before you walk? And it's the same thing, you know, Calf is, was with Patrick for so long and Andy that he's not going it. This is our first year. You know, we're on about day six of actually going through some stuff in the playbook. So we just met today um, upstairs in that meeting room that we're interviewing guys. So um, long way to go. So that wraps it up for day one at the scouting combine. Joe Shane, Brian Dable, hope you enjoyed that audio. It was from the general manager and coach off the podium. So a lot of good stuff in there. Please check out all my coverage at NorthJersey.com. I uh, got f- comprehensive reports uh, from both members of Giants Brass. Preview for tomorrow, we will have an episode with Chris Sims, NBC analyst, one of the best around, obviously a fan of the show and a fan of him since his days at Ramapo High School in Bergen County. So check out that, plus we'll have sound from the quarterbacks, tight ends, and wide receivers. So if you ever needed a reason or belief that we're all in on the Giants, well, coming to you from a corner in the convention center out here in Indianapolis. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time.